Monday, bum 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 bum. Monday, Monday, Monday. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Technology During the Civil War. Let's dive right in. So the first piece of technology that we'll be talking about is the telegraph. So basically, what a telegraph is, is it's a system for transmitting messages from a distance through a wire. So it was a new form of communication during the Civil War. So in a nutshell, the telegraph revolutionized long-distance communication. So basically, how the telegraph worked was that it would transmit an electrical signal through a wire and um, the whole point of it was to use Morse code to write a message. So the electromagnetic pulse would retreat and the lever that created the Morse code would begin to type and it would either do lines or dots to create a message. And then the message was sent to the receiver and then the receiver would decode it and read it and send a message back. So as I said before, the telegraph was revolutionizing communication and it was a strategic way of communicating during the Civil War. So the telegraph helped the Union, led the Union to victory. But the South didn't take advantage of the telegraph the way that the Union did. And this affected them in the war, which eventually led them to a loss. So the Union had more telegraph lines and they updated their telegraph so it would work more efficiently. But the South had less telegraph lines and didn't utilize, as, utilize them as much, especially on the battlefield. So one instance was Lincoln's Secretary of War, um, Stanton. He used telegraphs to monitor the actions of generals in the fields. And so this was definitely an advantage to the Union because they were utilizing the telegraph so that they would have minute by minute, they would know minute by minute what was, what was happening on the battlefield. So the USMT, which is the United States Military Telegraph Service, received 6.5 million telegraph messages during the Civil War. So this kind of shows how impactful the telegraph was during the Civil War. And it, as I said before, it helped with real-time battle operations and provided a way for military officers to coordinate strategy over large distances. So not only did this help when they were battling, but also when the battles weren't going on, people in the government, like Lincoln, he could send messages to maybe some of the generals that he appointed or his secretary of war. He could message them in a more quick, efficient way, and that helped the war move along as well. So the next piece of technology we're going to be talking about was railroads. So the main purpose of the railroads was to move military men and materials for the war. And because this, the Civil War was the first war that utilized railroads, they had a very important role. So about 30,000 miles of railroad track was laid, and 70% of that was in the Northeast and Midwest. So it's obvious that the Union utilized the railroads more than the Confederates. And in the South, only 9,022 miles of railroad track was built. But although they had less track, their tracks were newer during the Civil War, which was one advantage that they did have. But as I said before, they didn't utilize it to move their supplies and move their men. And that was one thing that slowed them down and another thing that led them ultimately to defeat. Now let's talk about the Army Ambulance. So the Army Ambulance 
was created by William A. Hammond and Jonathan Letterman. So William A. Hammond was a surgeon general that created a vehicle that had to be hand pushed. However, it got medics to the soldiers faster. And Jonathan Letterman was a medical director for the Army of the Potomac. So they worked together to create an army ambulance system that could be used on the battlefield. So an example of when it was used was the Battle of Antietam, which was actually the first battle that it was used in. So it would transfer wounded men on the battlefield off quicker than usual, and it caused less deaths. So in the army ambulance system, there were two stretch bearers and one driver. And so the driver would go to where they found wounded soldiers and pick them up on the stretchers and take them to dressing stations that, that had been set up by the army ambulance. And then they would clean them up as much as possible, but without wasting time, would transfer them from the dress station and take them to the field hospital. So once the system was frequently implemented, the death rate decreased immensely, especially during battle. And usually there were train stations near the medical divisions so that if the soldiers needed special attention, they could be taken there and they were close to the field hospitals at the time. So William A. Hammond and Jonathan Letterman were both working with the Union and they were a part of the Union, which was yet another advantage that the Union had over the South. So next we have the mini bullet. So the mini bullet was a bullet that was already made, but Claude Mini improved on the earlier designs of the bullet by increasing the range and accuracy. And this was a bullet that was used during the Civil War. So basically the mini bullet is a cylindrical bullet with a hollow base that expands when it's fired. So to break it down, when the bullet is inside of the barrel, when it first gets shot as it's moving through the barrel, it expands. And as it expands, it spins through the barrel because it, they're spiraling in the barrel. And because it expands and it's in such a tight area, when it comes out of the gun, it increases the range and accuracy because it's going so fast. So this was the design that Claude Mini improved upon, which made it very popular in the Civil War because with better range and better accuracy, there were more deaths and more victories during battles. So the range of the bullet was about 200 to 250 yards, which was increased from past wars such as the Revolutionary War. And so with the great range and accuracy that this new bullet had, it caused less misfires, which caused for more successful battles. So after the mini bullet was commonly used, James Burton improved upon the bullet even more and got rid of the need for the iron plug, which is what you need to load the bullet. And he made it easier and cheaper to mass produce, so the bullet was eventually adapted for military use. Some people said that about 90% of the deaths from the Civil War were possibly from the use of the mini bullet. <laughs> yes, you heard that right, the mini bullet. Now we're moving on to the Gatling gun. So the Gatling gun was invented by Richard J. Gatling, hence the name, and it was a hand-driven machine gun. So how it worked was it had multiple barrels revolving around a central axis that fired bullets at a rapid speed. And a hand-driven machine gun hadn't really been used in wars before, so this piece of technology was very revolutionary. 
So the Gatling gun was first used at the siege of Petersburg by Benjamin F. Butler. However, Gatling's original model of, of the gun was challenging to sell, but he improved on it on the original six barrel .58 caliber version of the gun, which only fired 350 rounds a minute by designing a 10 barrel .3 caliber model gun which fired 400 rounds per minute. So Gatling hoped that the gun would discourage large-scale wars because of how destructive it can be, and he wanted to prove how foolish wars actually were. But his gun ended up doing the opposite because it was so destructive, and it made the war more intense in terms of deaths. And a fun fact about Gatling is that while he was creating and selling the gun to Union soldiers and generals, he was secretly a part of a Confederate organization called the Order of American Knights, which were Confederate sympathizers and sabotagers. Alrighty, we're going to be talking about naval mines next. So naval mines were underwater military ordinances, and the goal of them was to sink enemy ships. And along with naval mines, torpedoes were also used. So underwater mines were used by both sides. So they were used by the Confederacy and the Union. So in terms of the Navy, they were almost at an even playing field. So the first ship that was sunk by a naval mine was in the Yazoo River in 1863. And at first, mine failing was very frequent and common because of the new technology. But once both sides became more familiar with the mines and torpedoes and technology, mine failing became less common and naval fighting became very intense. Okay, before we move on to the last topic, I wanted to give a quick little blurb about rifles and muskets. So rifles were commonly used and about 2 million were produced during the Civil War. And... Both rifles and muskets were the most common used shoulder weapons during the Civil War. So the rifle had a range of about 250 yards, but once they became more common and people started learning more about the rifles and their technology, they were replaced by newer ones to improve range and accuracy, and they were commonly used during the Civil War. And last but not least, we have the hot air balloon. So the hot air balloon provided aerial assistance for the military and allowed them to see for miles on the battlefield, which improved warfare. Both sides used hot air balloons, but the Union's aeronautical program was more successful in advance. So the hot air balloons were an advantage against the Confederacy. A man named Thaddeus Lowe designed a tough skin balloon specifically for military purposes. So the material of the balloon was thicker which made it harder to shoot down and more sturdy. The basic hot air balloon was about 32,000 cubic feet and could fit about five people, but there were different types of hot air balloons. Some were smaller and could get up in the sky higher and faster, and others were larger, and those large ones were used to carry people and equipment. So overall, the hot air balloon was a very effective piece of technology during the Civil War. Thank you for listening.